First thing I want to get into here and remind all the folks of is HankStrange.com. Go there. <laughs> Go there, sign up for our email list when uh, when uh, the you-know-what hits the fan. That is the yeah. place that you can uh, go to and get all our information, alternate sites, etc. Lola has deals going up there. All kinds. Of, there's all kinds of good stuff on it. Uh, you can also find there a link to U.S. Law Shield. So if you're looking to make sure that you're covered in case you have to, you know, defend yourself out there, U.S. Law Shield is a good way to go. Lola and I are members of U.S. Law Shield. You can, if you sign up for a yearly. Uh, membership with them you save some money we get a couple of shekels out of using our link I also have it here in the description I'll pop it up here one more time for anyone who's looking for it all right that being said we can uh, jump into what we're doing here today um, I've got I've got uh, Richard here you forgot who you have didn't you I have it written down I can't forget I can't forget <laughs> just multiple multiple things going on but yeah we're yeah. doing this big shout out to Bar Knowles. For sponsoring the show, we appreciate them. Barnules, like, check that out. I've got some 300 blackout here. I don't have any, a 545 or 762 oh. on hand from Barnules, but that would be very precious stuff, I guess, allegedly nowadays. But I do have that. So big shout out to them, makers of Performance Steel Case Ammunition. We appreciate them sponsoring the show here. And, uh, you know, if you guys ever get a chance to stop by their social media, show them some love, tell them you heard about them from us all right let's kick the open right now and get this going welcome back to the hank stream all right situation. guys don't forget to Lifestyle hit that subscribe button smash the thumbs up ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live i don't know if rich has a bell but here's my bell i don't have a bell there we go there's the bell I'm bellless yeah <laughs> that's you're bellless i'm we gotta bellless take, we got to get you a bell transplant we are live. We are live. I hope you got your big girl panties on. Uh, let's do the jazz hands, Rich. That's what we got to do. Just myself, Richard Hoffman of BWE. This is episode 808 of the Who Moved My Freedom. 808. Man. 808, Rich. That's some kind of big drum time. machine. I think an 808 is a drum machine, if I'm not mistaken. Is it? I think so. I could be wrong, but I think it's a drum machine. So it's episode 808. We've got Richard Hoffman of BWE Firearms Parts and Accessories joining us. Rich, how are you? How you feeling, man? How's everything going? Yeah, I'm pretty good. You know, uh, got chemo tomorrow, so uh, that's going to suck. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll have my bag, my chemo bag for uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I'll get it off Friday morning. Friday about 11 o'clock usually how long so, have you been uh, doing this chemo now um i think i've got four more treatments left mm -hmm. and it's a 12 treatment cycle so i've had what nine treatments so far okay Maybe three months. Uh, uh, not three months. Uh, that's every two weeks, so three months. Oh, three months. Okay. So, something like that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I think mid-October is my last treatment, and then we'll go get scans and all that other crap and, and see um, where we go from there. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, 
they'll they're gonna she said they're definitely gonna stop some of the medicine because you can't take it so long because it screws you up so bad okay um but then she said we might continue on with the other stuff we might go with other medicines we might you know who knows what we'll do okay yeah so you're feeling good right uh, yeah i'm feeling okay you know usually when i get the chemo the wednesday i get chemo is not bad the thursday is i get a little tired friday is the bad day that's the day that just sucks ass why so there's like a 48 hour delay and that stuff hitting you well i uh I also have the chemo pump that they put on Wednesday and then it pumps uh, for 46 hours. Okay. So, you know, that's Friday yeah. is the last day of the, the pump, you know. So you're fully then, dosed at that point. Yeah, I'm fully yeah. dosed at that point. And, you know, nausea and, you know, tired and everything else. I pretty much sleep all Friday. Okay, so you don't, typically you're not working on Fridays. No, usually when I get the pump on, because the pump is a big bag, and then it's got a hose that goes up into my chest, and I'm afraid to pull that damn thing out. Because when I, when I started chemo, the first thing they did is hand me this bag for cleanup in case I the mm-hmm. hose comes out and the chemo stuff uh, spills, mm-hmm. and it's got a hazmat sticker on it, and I'm <laughs> like, what the hell is this? And they're like, oh, yeah, the chemo drugs are hazardous material. Of course. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can yeah. you pump some more into me, please? Yeah. I think your mic is a little hot there. I don't know if that's you. I mean, is it a little hot? Yeah. Turn the turn the volume down. Just a, just a notch. Yeah. Night Train is says. Better? Yeah. Night Train okay. says, good to see Richard Hoffman. He looks good, fat, and happy. <clears throat> Yeah. Yes, fat, dumb, and happy. <laughs> uh, you're at least one of those things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Richard Maunder says uh, it's Taliban Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, and then uh, so Shooting Gallery, and he says, what's crackalacking, everyone? And then John Crump, of course. Let's see. He gave us money. Money, 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 money. Uh-oh. Money. <laughs> and he says, "Why do you always steal my company hats?" That's a no. That's a uh, my. I'm assuming it's my hat because Rich is not wearing a hat. I'm not um, wearing a hat. Yeah. So this, unless I'm mistaken, is a hat for um, you know, for for one of the awesome companies here that sponsors us, right? And uh, that's why I have it. That's why I'm rocking a hat. Let me see. Let me, let me check it out here. This is the Walther hat. Let's see if we can do a closer, close up. We the people. We the people. There we go. Walther. And then you guys, I don't know. There goes my, my I need a haircut. So don't, don't look at that. Don't pay any attention to that. Definitely. I missed a haircut this week. Oh. Yeah. So I'm going to look like a wolf man for a little while. And then I messed up. I messed up the camera focus here too. Let's see if we get it. Okay, right there you go. Um, and then let's see. Lola says I thought it was Rogue Tuesday. Rogue Tuesday. Richard Munder and uh, Toxic Patch Company says nobody hassles the Hoff. 
Oh, is that what people are calling you now, the Hoff? Oh, yeah, uh, when Crump had me on his show the first time, he came up with the Hoff, and it kind of oh. stuck. Oh, okay. And then John Crump gave us more money to <laughs> say. Money, money, money. He says. Money. Uh, co-host. Oh, oh, okay. I get it. Co-host. I thought you said I stole his hat. I was like, what kind of, am I wearing the wrong hat? For a second, I'm trying to read my own hat in this thing. Like, I know this was supposed to be a Walther hat, but did I put on some weird hat? Co-host. Co-host. Uh, Richard Hoffman does not belong to you, John Crump. He belonged to me first. We put our stink yeah. on him. We loan him out to you sometimes. <laughs> That's how that Please. goes. Yeah, if you behave Please yourself. out to different people. Yeah, you know, if you behave yourself. Otherwise, you won't be getting him anymore. But uh, <laughs> co-hosts, co-hosts. That's what he was trying. I was like, how did I, did I read that wrong? Uh, American Freedom Outdoors says, nice hair, Hank. Yeah, my hair looks kind of real terrible. Um... And Richard Maunder says it's uh, 8 after midnight there, so 0008. Uh, so, and Lola says Hank's dyslexia, he will catch on in a minute. Uh, what was his thing that he said? Hold on, let me go back here. Did I read that wrong? Yeah, okay. Here's what he put up there. Why do you always steal my co- Hosts. Oh, hosts. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I'm filling in for Flying Rich, or I'm Co supposed hosts. to be. Okay, did I say, and I read hats. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. okay, so did I. Yeah. That's, yeah, I do have dyslexia, so, yeah. Hey, all Lola, the great Lola, dude, Now Lola's texting me. Co-hosts. There you go. Yeah, that's what happens to that's that's what my brain does. It reads what I want to read. Yeah, you know. Um, and Alan Powell says you have the hair of someone who owns a, a smokehouse barbecue show. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Huh? Right. So listen, we could talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. It's just me and Rich. We're here for the duration. We could talk about what you guys want to talk about. Rich does have some cool uh, uh, fire cool sticks in the background. Toys behind me. Yeah, yeah, he got some cool fire sticks. He's obviously got some badass machinery there in the background. Um, you know, let us know if you guys have questions or things you all want to talk about. We'll do it. John Crump says Hoff is filling in for Rich. Yeah, flying Rich. Yeah. Uh had his uh, mother-in-law pass away last yes, Friday. Did. Yes, our, and our condolences yeah. go out to the whole Flying Rich family. Um, yes. You know, that's a tough loss for those guys over there and a lot of stuff to deal with. So, so I, I know what that's I, like. Yeah, I said, you know, do you want me to fill in? And mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, if you'd fill in and Flying Rich keeps coming on the show anyways, it's like, go away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's supposed to be me. Go away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shoja says uh, you're just trying to get extra super chats, Hank. Yes, I'll take it. I'll, I need, I need all the money I could get. You know? Yeah. Um, and then Toxic Patch Company says Hoff, with uh, you lathe me like one of your French guns. What? Okay, people um. are now just trying to confuse me. Hoff, with you lathe me like one of your French guns. 
I know I read that right. Did you are you reading the same thing I'm reading? Yeah, I am, and I'm um okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh okay. Um let's see. Night Train has some joke here. He says, "Okay, question. What do you get when you cross a dyslexic and an atheist? Answer: A person who does who does not believe in dog." <laughs> <laughs> That's <Wow>. bad. <laughs> and uh, what is this? John Crump says he just wanted to get close to Jared. I don't even know what that means. Crump had Jared on the show tonight, so of course I jumped on there. To... Oh, you were already on Crump's show? Yeah, I was. That's on what's Crump's going show on here. Okay, now I get. Yesterday and today. Oh, really? Is that what's going yeah. on? Oh no yep. no no! We're gonna have to put some cha- some chains on you. <laughs> I didn't realize you were really going out there all like that. No no no. Yeah. Oh no! We're oh my have god! Restrictions. The last what? The last couple of weeks, I've just been making the rounds. Yeah, I've been just whoring myself yeah, out like there's no you're, tomorrow. You're like a media whore now. You're a whore. I am big time. <laughs> um, I didn't realize just you call were really... me off the slut. I didn't realize you were out there on the streets like that, Rich. What the hell, man? Damn it. <laughs> so you were on the show, so Jared was on the show. How did that go? What was that all about? Went well, you know. Okay. What you guys talking about? A lot of two-way talk, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a good show. Okay. Yesterday was... Uh, who was on yesterday? So Tony now, and then also, I know that, so, so John Crump is doing his show every day. I wonder where he got that idea from. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just going to be well, quiet for a second. He's, he's doing it Monday through Thursday, so it's not the same as yours. Mm-mm-mm. I'm telling you, man. He's like a little white mini-me. Yeah. You know, it's like I created a monster, you know? Yeah. It's yes, like someone clo- someone cloned an albino version. Yeah. <laughs> He's the negative of you. <laughs> you know, okay, this is why I'm laughing, and this is gonna be real cruel, and John's gonna get mad. So there's a show, there's a cartoon, and I'm trying. Let me see what's the name of this cartoon. I think it was. It's not Johnny. You know, there's a cartoon that makes fun of uh, Venture Brothers. Do you ever see the Venture Brothers cartoon? No. You never saw that? Okay, hmm. so there's a Venture Brothers cartoon out there, and there's a character called uh, Qu- I think it's his character's called Quiz Boy. Um, on Venture Brothers, let me see if I could let me see if I could find uh, Master Billy Quiz Boy Venture Brothers. Um, so you can look this up on Fandom. I'll share my screen with you. So if you guys have never seen Venture Brothers, I think it's a funny show. So there's this character in there called Master Billy Quiz Boy. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can find. Does that does that look familiar to you guys? Does that look like someone you know? I mean, put mm-hmm. a put a put a uh, pirate patch eye patch thing on um, on John Crump. I'm gonna get a better picture so you guys can see what I'm talking about here. Because uh, every time I look at this show and I think about John and it just cracks me up. Um, let me see. I'm trying to get a full shot of. Uh... Okay, here we go. 
here's someone doing like so he, there's all kinds of crazy pictures of this guy so here's a uh let's see here here's a here's another picture of him right here you know but to see to get to get a good frame of reference um here's a picture right here of someone doing a cosplay are you starting to get the picture yet of where i'm going with this <laughs> are you starting to i mean someone put someone put um, an eye patch on John Crump, and he looks like you guys never heard of the Venture Brothers. Who's heard of Venture Brothers out there? Let me know. It's kind of a funny. It's kind of a funny um, cartoon. Here's the here's the main characters of Venture Brothers cartoon. There we go. So there you go. That's the hmm. main characters in the Venture Brothers cartoon. It's one of those crazy cartoons. I like how they draw the characters, and they have lots of crazy uh, characters in there. Here's another one. So if you've never seen it, I think right now it's on um, HBO, and you can get it on different places. It's called the Venture Brothers. So let's see if hmm. anyone out there has heard of that. And while I'm check that out. While I'm going to people's things, American Freedom Outdoor says I'm kind of excited for the Franklin Armory Ruger PC Charger slash PC Carbine binary trigger. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be neat. Yeah. Um, shout out to Swamp Dog. we can't have them. Uh, that's not true. Although <laughs> it is. You know. Um, so let's see. James Miller says, Hank does rich build any firearms from the ground up has he ever toyed with creating any original gun designs that's from james miller yeah uh depends what you consider building from the ground up um mm -hmm. yes i have built things where i build every single part um and i am i've always kind of toyed with uh coming up with an original design um a lot of it is having the capacity to make the stuff. You know, I can make onesies and twosies, but that you don't make any money really doing that. Uh, you know, you got to go into full production, and I just don't have the facilities to do full production. Mm -hmm. But we're working on a couple of things, you know. You yeah. never know what might happen. Yeah, I mean, do you have, like, a public plan of what you're trying to do here, or are you just, you know, waiting for certain stars to line up? Um, I don't know what you could say about, like, what you... I mean, right now, what you're doing is making parts and then doing certain uh, yeah, work I'm doing, on guns, right? Yeah, you know, I'm doing gunsmithing, and I've got my line of parts, which, you know, the last, what, two years has just exploded, Um you know, like mm -hmm. uh, Uzi sling swivels. I mm -hmm. usually make 50 of them, and that lasts me six or eight months. Mm -hmm. I just finished uh, 160 of them because mm -hmm. I've got orders for over 100 of them, you know, and it's like, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, so right now I'm, I'm just making stuff, uh, you know, because I just uh, – you know, I've got so many orders. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, Shooting Gallery Any says the Hoff was on my show last night. You were also yeah. on Shooting Gallery Any? I was on Shooting Gallery Any's uh, oh. show. 
Yeah. Is that, is um, that better with the mic? Yeah. You know what? You are due for a spanking. Seriously. You're going to go, you are going to get spanked and put in the closet, back in the closet. <laughs> you are, you are, out, you are really getting out there. <laughs> I was also on DLD After Dark. Show. Oh, no. When was that? When were you on this show? Oh, my Lord. Uh, you are just going, you are just getting passed around. Ago, I think. <laughs> Damn it. Just when I think I've seen the limits of, of what yeah, you I don't, I don't know what happened. I was... <laughs> I don't remember if it was on your show or whatever, but Crump said something. Oh, I'd like you to be on my show. Mm -hmm. Fine. Let me know. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And oh, my God, it just exploded. No, I think it's cool. Listen, I think it's cool, by the way. We're just joking around. I think it's great that everyone's going and everyone's stuff and we're all helping out. All those guys come on here. I don't actually get a chance to go on everyone's show as much as I should, right? Because I'm doing this every day or I'm just getting caught up in too much stuff. Because you're stuck up. uh, You're too good for them. Yeah, a little bit, you know? (laughs) Um, But, you know, the thing is, is that's why we're doing what we're doing, right? Yep. Yeah. We we um, no one created the platform for us for us, so we're building it for ourselves, and we're helping all the folks out there of our ilk to grow and get bigger and all that. So I'm actually happy, um, you know, that that I put all the investment into grooming Richard Hoffman of BWE Firearms, and now everybody who wants to know Richard, just make yeah. sure you send me your checks. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, want to become a YouTube slut. Yeah, just make sure that I get all the right checks. Yeah, um, got to get your residuals. Yes, you know, that's all you got to do. Everyone's talking about that show. It's a parody of Johnny uh, West. Uh, it's the Adult Swim version of Johnny Quest, yes. Uh, Toxic Patch Company says he's the monarch. I, I don't even know what... To- do you know what Toxic Patch Company looks like? Because I don't. I don't either. Oh, okay. I'm not sure what he looks like. So, um, and yeah, that it's a cool, it's a cool, funny show. There's a lot of craziness, um, going on there. Shout out to the gun snob. I see all kinds of people out there. Uh, Kathleen music lover is out there as well. Smash the thumbs ups, by the way, for everyone who's joining us. Okay. So I don't know if we answered that question, um, properly that was out there of what you're going to be doing. I would love to develop, uh, some guns. You and I talk about that all the time. But I don't yeah. know if we're having like that discussion publicly yet. I'm not sure. And we don't want to get um, everyone crazy either. Yeah, you know, once uh, yeah. this, uh, you know, once I get caught up, uh, hopefully by the end of the year, you know, between, you know, all this COVID and, you know, the presidential stuff the gun market's been nuts Mm -hmm. plus having cancer you know it slowed me down the last couple of years Mm -hmm. so i'm hoping by the end of this year to be somewhat caught up uh you know i'm slowly making progress so Mm -hmm. i just keep at it and you know once i get caught up then i'll start playing with some other stuff i'm gonna i'm trying to figure out something good for the 3d printer world um you know, some kind of kit that they could print the frame and, you know, mm-hmm. buy all the other parts from me. Right, right. Something really uh, cool. and, and Yeah, something yeah. cool that, you know, mm-hmm. 
for the guy for the guy out there who has almost every gun and he wants like some kind of cool gun that everyone doesn't have. Yeah. You know? Um and he could say he got to put his own sauce up in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that's you the know, thing, I, is that's what happened with ARs, right? Like now everyone's building a, a, okay, everyone's building ARs and Glocks now. Yep. Yeah. What are you gonna say? You know, one I I'd like to come up with um you know, something that people can 3D print the frame mm-hmm. and something that lends itself well to customizing with 3D printing, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to build it as a bullpup or I want to build it as a pistol or I want to build it as a rifle or an SBR. Or, you know, I want a funky stock or I want, yeah. you know. Yeah, I think especially if you find something that already... So let's say it was something that already existed and is cheap and readily available out there. Yeah. Because that's the big... The reason why I'm saying that is that's the big problem I see like right now in the 3D printing world. A lot of the 3D Mm -hmm. printing guys don't want to talk about stuff because then all the parts for that get sold out because everyone wants to make it. But if it was something that was just so prolific, so... Uh, you know, that was just out there so much and so affordable that you could easily get it and um, and use it for, as part of this thing and make it something really badass out of it. I think it would yeah. be good. And if you guys have suggestions, let us know. Right? We could take some suggestions. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll run... We'll run some suggestions down here and see what people think about it. Appalachian Gunrunner says, it's almost as if since the first time he was on the uh, WMMF podcast, his sales have went up. Yeah. Yeah, what did you sell? Like one extra thing? We, like, uh, we got maybe you. two. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you built that. <laughs> if you're just joining us and you're wondering where uh, Richard Hoffman came from, Rich was coming on here before you did my my um, MP5, right? Yeah. Yeah, a bit way before that. When did we start? About two years ago? That was no. There's no way that was two years ago that we did that MP5 thing. At, can, no, it, no. MP5 we started doing. We started doing stuff. Maybe was it two years ago? Something like that. It's been a while. Oh wow. Yeah, the MP5 is. Was that it's, how long? Was last last year. Yeah, maybe nine months ago we started. Well, I that. brought the MP5 up uh, right before I got diagnosed with cancer. So that was February, like mid February yeah. of this year. Uh, yes, because when in the video where you brought the MP5 to me, it looked like it could almost be your last video, your last yeah. bullet, yeah, your I last will and testament. Well. <laughs> and we're laughing about it, but I remember like editing that video, and I was like, because you were here, and I, I was like, oh, something's a little off with Rich. Yeah. But when I looked back at the video, I was like, wow, his complexion. Yeah, and and I think when I got there, I I said, you know, I don't know how good I'm going to be. I'm just not feeling well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and then I saw some of the videos and it's like, Jesus Christ, I look like death warmed over. Yeah. We're glad. I'm, gl- I'm really glad that you got better and your wife got you to go to the emergency room and all that kind of yeah, stuff. It was, yeah. I think it was three days after we came up to your place. Mm-hmm. She said, take your ass to the hospital. Yeah. Now, and, what uh, happens if you if you um, if you kick the bucket, and I have the last gun that you worked on? Is my gun now like a, you know, like a Picasso or something? Yes. 
It's yeah. Picasso now. Yeah, don't tell me that. I'm, I'll knock you yeah. off just for the... Just for, <laughs> yeah, just, just, just for the extra credit. James Miller says, it sounds like Hank has some aggression issues that need to be worked out. No, I'm just teasing everyone. I'm not, I'm not really mad about it. That's pretty much uh, what... <laughs> this is pretty much what we do. We tease each other and all that. But originally, yeah. when, when Rich and I met, this was the whole intention. Like, the whole intention yeah. was for us to start... Like, for us to... You know, Rich brings a lot to the table because Rich has, like, a deep history, a lot of experience, a lot of know-how, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but not necessarily... Um, as versed in you know the multimedia or the social yeah. media marketing side of it, so we're like, let's get together and do some stuff. So I'm actually happy that folks are um, also discovering you, you know. Um, yeah, so am I. You know, yeah. it definitely helps. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and but as Lola said, though, it is very true. Lots of people discover folks who are on here with us and realize like oh these people have some skills and i yep. i take that as a compliment for what we do here yeah yeah and don't worry hank when i become rich and famous i'll forget who you are <laughs> oh, you will try hank you, who? Will try. <laughs> you will try sir i will show up at your house <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not giving up that easy <laughs> you know I'll be right at your house like, hey, yeah. I want some money. <laughs> Give me my money. Look, you bastard. Pay me. I'm not. I, I have made video. you. I have evidence. <laughs> I got videos. Uh, James Miller says Rich needs a spanking and Hank's just the one to do it. You know, <laughs> I bet you if we went, <laughs> that would make us so much money on like OnlyFans. Oh, I know. <laughs> you, could re you could just retire, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That there's so many uh things wrapped up in that. Yeah, th that there's so many sick mm. people out there that would pay good money to watch that. They'd be all about it. All about it, you know. Uh, Alan Powell says the student becomes the master. Yeah. My wife would probably be yelling out, "Use the belt. Use the belt." <laughs> she she'd be enjoying that thing. Uh, yeah. Many, yeah. Um, shooting gallery and he says Hank's been dodging my show for years. Yeah, I need to do um I need to do shooting gallery any. I owe him going on his show. It's tough to like do all this stuff and then go on other people's things. That's why I appreciate like shooting gallery any comes on here, he comes on the show, he's in the chat. All these guys, Gun Doctor, um TV as well. He's a cool dude, man. Um I really hope the people out there actually discover how freaking awesome uh, Daniel is man his day his day is yeah. coming here pretty soon um don't do shooting gallery show really it was terrible I did it the other day and I was uh -huh. there for you know like an hour and then he just ghosted me and I'm on the show by myself and you know he just left it's like what the hell wow that's so weird that's so weird he did the same thing to me. he did the same thing to me <laughs> no but he had good reasons let's not even yeah, let's don't even start that shit <laughs> he had internet problems and it's like well what the uh, hell am i supposed oh wait to he actually he actually did ghost you oh yeah he did his internet quit oh man okay no well, that and he's like us. he's trying to get back on and you know, <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> and I'm like, 
I didn't know. It's like, um, am I still on? And people in the chat are like, yeah, you're still on. We see you. <laughs> it's like, okay, what am I Just take to over. <laughs> Just take over, man. That's how you roll. It, yep. it's ha- it happens to me. This is the danger of doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's um, see here. I'm trying to go through. Whoever has questions, hit us with questions before we get ourselves deeper into trouble here. Toxic oh, Patch yeah, Company we're, says. We're going to get into trouble. Yeah, he says, I got a big beard and I am ginger, not much to see. Okay, so he does look like the monarch. Okay. Um, uh, Lola said, when did I get into building guns? Oh, is that uh, a question from Lola? Let me see if I could find that here. Yeah. I'm way, you're, you're way down the list here. Okay, go ahead. Answer that one. Um, man, I got into that stuff. Well, I really started building guns probably when I went to gunsmith school. You know, I was playing with guns before that. But when I went to gunsmith school is really when I got into building guns because we had to build four or five guns when we were in school, plus all the other stuff we had to do, mm-hmm. you know, all the machine work and everything else. But we had to build mm-hmm. uh, three or four guns, I think. Hmm. So that's really when I got the the building bug. What did you build? What like? Uh, oh, for, um, for the school. Yeah, that's true. I heard someone else say that. To, yeah. to, to graduate, you have to actually have to build some stuff. What did you build? Yeah, I built uh, – what did I build? I built a 1911, hmm. and then I built uh, two rifles. Okay. And I think you still do – are you, are you a 1911 guy? Uh, yeah, I like the 1911s. I don't do a whole lot of 1911 work, uh, you know. A lot of it is I'm just so backed up with the subgun stuff. I don't have time to do anything else. Okay. You know, which which is a good place to be, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'd like to do some other stuff too. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what would you like to do with the 1911? I mean, is everything, in, in your opinion, is everything done to the 1911? Like I know now, you know, there's the 2011. Yeah. You know, there's all these. Uh, what, what's the, uh, diff- what's the what's in the 2011? Do you know? What's the thing that uh, makes a 2011 a tw- like a thing? The 2011 uses high capacity magazines. Okay. And so the, double stack 1911 grip, magazines, basically. Yeah, and the grip is a separate piece. So it's just like the top of the 1911 frame. You know, like, like that part of the frame. Mm-hmm. And then the grip is a separate piece. I think it's plastic. Um, so you well, can so change what? grips and you can change oh. colors. And, you okay. Know. Um, I think you can go from a single stack to a double stack and, you know. Oh, okay. So you can still You know, go. that and, you know, okay. they're known for, you know, competition guns. Okay. When I first got into guns and I got a 1911 and I got a double stack because I didn't like the capacity... People like the 1911 guys are like, you're wrong for having a 1911 that's double stacked. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. I, I'm not thrilled with the double stacks in 45 because mm-hmm. the grip is just so big. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now I love like the Browning High Power. That's to me, that's like one of the perfect pistols. I'd like it more if it was in 45, but. It's not so. Um, okay. You know the 1911s. I love the 1911, but I'm also one. 
I like a rattly 1911. When you take it and go like this, I want it to rattle. That's what I hear because a lot of people I know, say. Yeah. I know it's going to work every single round. Okay. Loose, so and looser I'm, tolerances yeah. and tighter tolerances. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if I'm going to shoot somebody, I don't give a damn if it's a half-inch group or a three-inch group. I'm still going to hit them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's the one problem with so many of the guns now. They want to build competition grade guns mm-hmm. well that's no good for self-defense you want a rattly old you know thing that you can just crank the rounds through who cares if it's shooting a group like this or a group like that you're still going to mm-hmm. hit the person well some soup some people out there who are super tactical uh would like to be able to uh hit the bad guy right in the eye socket yeah you know, um, and I think that's I think that whole idea is um, listen. Like I get it why people want to be able to do that, and I don't think there's anything wrong with training to be that accurate as long as if when stuff really goes down, you are that accurate and you're not missing your target and hitting people behind and all that. I think it's yeah. better to go for bigger target. Me personally, right? Like in a yeah. situation, you probably this is my philosophy, and I've never had to like. Um, get into these scenarios with, that we're all talking about, but I would hope that in that I'm going like for the bigger center of mass kind of thing um, yeah. instead of even just trying to aim for someone's head and missing. You know, you know, so. like the, uh, you know, at the subgun matches, um, mm-hmm. you know, most of the time I'm aiming for mm-hmm. the eye socket. You know, that that square in the head of the target, because mm-hmm. one round in there and it's neutralized. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I got to put, you know, up to three rounds on the target, which mm-hmm. with a subgun is not hard. But, you know, you know, when, when I'm just shooting, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like um, when I'm function testing customers, Uzis, full auto Uzis, mm-hmm. you know, I can keep all the rounds, you know, in the chest about that big well mm-hmm. how much better do i need to be yeah man if you get uh, zi- if you if you get you get zipped with a uzi yeah and you got a pattern i don't think you're i don't think you're walking away from that but uh, no you know it's gonna be like those movies where the guy's got the big hole in his chest and you know Still moving. you can see daylight through it yeah well in the last uh um, man, these guys, you're you're the Hoff now. I don't know yeah, when these guys yeah, discovered it's, this. It's stuck. <laughs> yeah, but did you see the last Bad Boys movie, Bad Boys Three? Will Smith got hit with a machine gun, a PS ninety, right? Mm-hmm. Machine gun. That was oh, so P ninety, P ninety. He got hit with a P ninety, yeah. so five seven, machine gun several times, and he had no body armor on. And he not only survived, but he was up and walking in six months. No. Yeah. You'd be on a respirator if you survived for yeah. the rest of your life. So yeah. that that's like that that was where I was like, okay, this movie's crap. So um yeah. you know, let's see. Uh John Crump says, Without Hank, I wouldn't have a YouTube channel. I don't think that's true. But you know, I kind of made I kind of made the nerdy kids cool again. Yeah. You know? All the nerds. I am the nerd king. 
<laughs> you know? The almighty That's, nerdy one. Yeah, all the homeless nerds that nobody wants to know. Hank Strangers, hey, come on in. Come on in, nerdy kids. We got a home for you here. Sit down by the fire. We'll feed you. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll feed you and spank you. Yeah, Crump says, every time I talk to Hank, he says, remember, you are mine. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. Um, let's see. Okay, any other questions that are, let's see. Um, oh, Real Cujo is out there. Shout out to my buddy, Real Cujo. I hope he's feeling better. I know he, like, you know, he has, like, some ups and downs. He doesn't always feel good. And I actually saw that he was texting me earlier, which I didn't respond to. So my bad for that. It's kind of crazy here. But um, he says, we need more rich dancing while working. So I guess we're going to talk we'll about that. We'll work on that. Yeah. So what you want to tell the folks what we're talking about here? Oh, I uh, did a video the other day, uh, just one of those uh, YouTube shorts mm -hmm. of me listening to... Uh, what was I listening to? I don't remember what I was listening yeah, to. Yeah, I don't. Um, I didn't play uh, the music when we looked at it here. I'm trying to see if I could pull it up right now. Uh, wait, hold on. Where is that thing? Uh, uh, I, gotta I think it. if I should... you go onto my channel and you go under videos, yeah, I think it, it should yeah, show up. Go to BWE. And by the way, you got a thousand subscribers, so congratulations on that. Yeah, and, and actually, I'm up to. Thousand two hundred and fifty. Oh, no, look at you! What you're on a roll, man. Yeah, I just exploded. Oh yeah, look at this here. I'll share the channel for folks out there. Yeah, you're one point two five k. Yeah. Jeez. Superstar status. I don't status. know how that happened. And that uh, caught in the act has seven point six thousand views. That's actually yeah, that's good. crazy. That's you actually know most of my good. videos get oh, 100, 200 there. views. There we go. What song are you listening to? We can't play remember. it because we don't want to get in trouble here. But Yeah, I can't remember what song I'm listening and to. And here's my question. Here's my question, Rich. You said you say caught in the act. Who who hit record on this thing? My son did. Oh, so you didn't set this up yourself. You can no. tell us. We're not going to we won't hold it against you. <laughs> We're not going to judge you too harshly. Yes, we will. <laughs> yes, we will. Yeah, my son uh you know, heard the music blaring, and mm -hmm. he snuck out, snuck around the lathe, and as I was working, hit record on it. Hit oh, so that's genuine. Tank. That's genuine avant-garde cinema yeah. verte. Yeah, I'm just having a good time. Okay, very cool, man. Yeah, so I would recommend folks check out this channel here. You've got some shorts. You've got some regular videos on there. You know, uh, Rich has got some. Uh, you're doing pretty good here. On the videos, and I see here you got another short. Is this you testing a Uzi? Yeah, that's out at Aries. Okay. Uh, that's my cat's R Uzi I was testing. Oh, okay. Let's that see, and that same day I was testing Max uh, semi-auto MK760. Oh. Okay, yeah. Someone was someone mentioned that earlier. So that's all done, right? Yep, that's done, and actually uh, shipped back to him yesterday. Oh, cool. Yesterday. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. Monday. Yesterday. Huh. Okay, whenever Mac puts up that video, let us know, because we all need to go. I mean, Mac is already going to get a lot of people looking at it, but we all need to go to look at it 
and yeah. comment and like it and share it so it gets extra big love so yeah, that you start getting some gigs from that. Yeah, he was he was all excited when I, you know, he called to give me his credit card number, you know, which if anybody wants it. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you can know. you share that with us? I'll share that around. Yeah, I would want to. I mean, but, I'm just yeah. going to put guns on there. He's not going to know. <laughs> He's going to go, damn it. I've been buying all these guns going to Florida. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, he'll just he'll just go, oh, okay, yeah, I must have something going on in Florida. You know, when, when we originally talked, yeah. he said, oh, I'll do a video on it. And I kind of figured, yeah, I'll send the gun back. And maybe within a year, he'll do a video. You know, he's busy and, you know, he's big time. And yeah. And then when I talked to him, uh, when he called with his credit card and stuff, um, he said, oh, yeah, I can't wait to get it back. I'm going to do a video as soon as I can. Mac like is a true a couple it, of weeks or something. Yeah. Mac is a true gun guy. And, and yeah. I, like, listen, I wouldn't even stress him on it because Mac is a yeah. gun nerd. Um, yeah. I know he is excited about that. But Eddie, if Mac put out a video a year from now, it would still be good for you. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, because it's going to be nothing but good. Long yeah. as he yeah. remembers to say I did the work. <laughs> Well, you know, there's that. And as long as it doesn't think... break mid video. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Last till after the video. That's all yeah. I care. If you're looking at that video and Mac decides to torture test it, man, you're going to be sweating bullets. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, no, I didn't know he was going to torture test this thing. Um, but no, that would be cool, man. And I'm sure, you know, Mac is, Mac is a cool dude, man. He shouts yeah. me out uh, from time to time. Uh, in his stuff and you know so uh, I think it'll be good for you for that to um, yeah you know for that to happen so and it was um, good that I finally figured out what the hell was wrong with the semi-auto MK760s because mm-hmm. they all they're jammomatics so are there a lot of those out there um not tons but mm-hmm. there's a fair amount of them out there oh okay so there could be people who Oh yeah, there's. I get I get people. You know, I've got this semi-auto MK760. It's like, oh, that's too bad. <laughs> oh, well, so in the past you got, didn't want to do this. Yeah, jams. It gets feed jams. You know, it doesn't eject. <laughs> yeah, how did you know? <laughs> <laughs> so in the past you didn't want to fix that. Uh, I was still trying to figure out why it was doing it. Okay. So I finally figured out why and. I'm not sharing that with people. No, no, no. Uh, That's a family recipe now. Yeah. Um, Although, you know, know, that I want some residuals on. I want some residuals. Yeah, it was one of those. I bought a semi-auto to screw with and figure out why they were jamming. Um, And then, you know, Matt called and I've got this semi-auto, you know, MK760. It's like, Mm -hmm. all right, I guess that just makes me want to get it done and figured out what's going on yeah you know um, so and i don't think mac found out about you from us right like mac found out about you because people said you're the guy yeah. like yeah. outside of what we do you're the guy because yeah, I, I think i think mac was shocked was. one day yeah he was shocked one day when he saw you here on the show and he was like wait that's the guy that i sent yeah that's it i know yeah. that bastard yeah <laughs> <laughs> He's got my gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. Whammy Gunslinger, uh shout out shout out to him. 
He says, good Scott here, late, what's your specialty? What's your specialty? Uh, you know, right now it's uh, sub guns, basically. Uh, Uzis, uh, the most I do is Uzis, Smith & Wesson 76 and MK760s. I do uh, some Thompson work, some Sten work, um, you know, some MP5 work. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, you know, dealing with cancer and the way the industry's been, it's, you know, I've cut, I've said no to a lot of things because I just don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, I'm starting to get caught up on my backlog of parts. I'm starting to work on, you know, getting the backlog of gunsmithing caught up. Uh, my son's going to, you know, he's kind of started helping me out in the shop. So when I get him up to speed, you know, then I'll start taking in more and more stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll, you know, we'll see where it goes. You know, I might just be swamped with subgun work forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is that a because you know, I know you do the um, the competitive subgun thing? Is that really like yeah. a big subculture of the gun world, like sub, uh, competitive subgun matches, or is no. that a small world? It's a real small world. There's somebody did a count, oh maybe five or ten years ago, and I think there's three hundred of us in the country. Wow that shoot subgun matches. Okay. You know, it's it's not a big group. Uh, um, is there, like, uh, are there a lot of videos of a subgun match going down? Yeah, there is, there's a bunch of videos. Do you um, have any on your channel? I don't necessarily yeah, want to go I've, to some... I've got okay. videos on my channel. Let me see if I can um, find it, some of that. Most of the older videos are subgun matches. Um, okay. Let's see, multi-gun... Multi-gun? I think it's multi-gun. Is he his, uh, his YouTube channel? Multi-gun, uh, okay. Yeah, he does a ton, or he did a ton of subgun match videos, and then he's he's become a big-time three-gun shooter now. So he's, you know, making all his money there, so he doesn't have time for us subgunners anymore. Um, so this one shootout, uh, shooting at Smith & Wesson 76 at the 2018 PCC Palooza, that would be one? Yep. Okay, hold on. So we can show that, right? We can show that. All right, let's look at this one here real quick. Uh, play, here we go. Just to give people an idea. And we're not playing the and audio actually, here. Uh-huh. The, the, uh... The guy, the RO, that's mm-hmm. multi gun. Oh, that's multi gun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is interesting. Oh, look at that. Oh yeah. Oh what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's some kind of thing going. Yeah, there was a swinger over. there that you had to shoot. Oh. Look at the Hoff. In my fancy tactical gear. You know, you're like John Wick's granddaddy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't run. <laughs> I mean, does John Wick... Uh, wait, I'm trying to remember. John Wick doesn't shoot full auto, though. Wait, does he? Um, I'm trying to think of if John Wick in the movies has machine guns and stuff like that. I think he does. 
I don't know if he does so, in real someone life. Will, yeah, someone will tell us if in if in the movies he does. But that's pretty cool. That was cool. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of the people when they shoot sub guns or full autos, they just want to do mag dumps. Mm-hmm. And you know, mag dumps can be fine. Uh, you know, like we'll set up a plate rack mm-hmm. with what six plates on a standard plate rack, six or seven plates, mm-hmm. and we have uh, when we shoot the sub gun matches, if there is a plate rack or two square plates next to each other, you can get style points, mm-hmm. which is if you hit them all like a plate rack, if you knock down all the plates like with one pull of the trigger, <laughs> That's cool. um, you get an extra 10 seconds knocked off your time. Huh. And probably 80% of the time, people will get... All of them, except one plate, will be standing up at the end, and they they run out of ammo. It's like son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. I would assume, and I don't know. There's probably videos like this out there already, but that would be a great mashup video of people competing at a subgun yeah. match. You know, with some crazy music and just like, you know, just yeah. knocking out plates and stuff like that. Yeah, that would be awesome. And Knob Creek had. We have a subgun match down here in Florida. Mm-hmm. Once a month, and then Knob Creek had a subgun match twice a year. Well, there's going to be no more Knob Creek now. Yeah. Um, Are you so going to the last one? No, I'm not going to go. Oh, you're not going? Okay. Um, I've got too much stuff going on with the yeah. chemo and everything else. You can't go that far. Yeah. Um, but one of the guys down in South Florida... Uh, mm-hmm has been doing some subgun matches down there, been running some small, you know, invite-only kind of subgun matches. And we were talking the other day, and he said, now with Knob Creek, out. Mm-hmm. He said, I think I'm going to do try to do one big subgun match hmm. a year. And I said, well, Andy, I said... Uh, Why don't I, because I, uh, for about a year, I ran some subgun matches here in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And I said, why don't I run a subgun match, you know, opposite yours? So one of us will be in the spring and the other will be in the fall. And I'll do it up here at this range up here and we'll work together. So, mm-hmm. you know, and he's, so we're working on that. So there'll so be like two in the year. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be two in a year, uh, one in the mm-hmm. spring, one in the fall. Mm-hmm. And it'll be, uh, it's probably going to be a year or two before we get it going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to try to, you know, make it like a, a two-day event, you know, and try to draw people from all over the country. Uh, that sounds cool. It sounds like fun. Yeah. Yeah. We did one big subgun match down here in Florida six or seven years ago, and we really planned it. Um, multi-gun was uh, the big planner in it we all kicked in and helped and we ended up getting and it was a one day event but we had people from all over the country and we had 65 or 75 shooters oh wow okay you know so there you know there's not tons but man it's a whole hell of a lot of fun 
Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. It would be great uh, footage to put together. And Yeah, I tried to get Patrick to come down for one of the matches, and he, you know, went so far. Like, <laughs> Patrick, Patrick doesn't like driving around the block. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, man, we got one guy and his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, his daughter is one of the gun models, mm-hmm. and they come down to shoot the sub-gun match. Hell, they're from northern Georgia or something. Oh, who is that? Do you remember who that is? Is that Rachel uh, B? That's not Rachel B, is it? Rapid Fire know. Rachel? It might be. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's a legit gun chick, Rapid Fire yeah, Rachel. Yeah, I think I think it might be Rachel. Yeah, uh, I mean, she you could call her a legit uh gun dude or whatever, you yeah, know. And, she's and be- the, she's the, beautiful and she yeah. she she uh uh, in the past, Man, she knows how to shoot a freaking sub gun yeah. too. If we're talking she about the same person, out. yeah, she's a for real actual gun dude that grew up like her dad has. He's well known, I think, in your world, Walter's world, right, and stuff like that. He's got a, a ridiculous uh, Bob. Uh, yeah, Bob. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. So it's rapid, so so it's rapid fire, Rachel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got like so all white met hair. Bob. How yeah. the fuck <laughs> did Bob get her as a daughter? Uh, they look. It makes they, no sense. So it's if like, you look at the dude, eyes, ugly. <laughs> he's not. He's not actually ugly. You're just seeing the big white hair and the big white beard. But if yeah. you look at his eyes, he, him and Rachel have the same exact eyes, they and they're do. they're really nice people. Rachel's actually really yeah. really nice. She's yeah. she's. I love Rachel. She is yeah. so much fun. I'm a big fan of hers. I was hanging out with her when I did the Brownells things a couple uh, thing a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we're trying to get her to come on the show, but she's like very shy. She's very shy. She doesn't think uh, anyone is going <laughs> to, you know, she doesn't think she has anything to talk about or whatever. And I'm like, what are you well, talking you know, about? You're, you're, you know, she's almost at this the, point like royalty. Yeah. Once I get the chemo done and get back to the sub gun matches, mm-hmm. I'll try to talk her in. Here, I'll show you a video of me and Rachel right here driving side by side, uh, like in a side by side right now. Check that out. Yep. That's her. I don't know who's driving. Oh, YOLO's driving right here. Yeah, and there I am right next to her in the helmet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no way. I was like, oh, I'm getting on these side-by-sides with these crazy white people putting on yeah. the helmet. This is not how I die. Yeah, but, Actually, man, I'm glad I, would, I put the that helmet on. The first time I saw her shoot, mm-hmm. it's like, whoa, how the hell does this pretty girl know how to shoot like that? Yeah. She's, you know, and, yeah, she's cool, man. And then she brought... Um, she brought one of her model friends down the one, the one match. Mm-hmm. Uh, did she have blue hair, blue hair or green hair or something? And we were all talking around, you know, I'm not having sure. a good time. Uh-huh. And they're like, uh, her friend was like, I'm like, so how do you, how do you know each other or something? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, we do modeling together. And I turned around and I'm like, Rachel, you're a model. She's like, yeah, didn't you know yeah, she's, that? She's gorgeous. I'm like, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, Rachel is truly attractive. There's a lot yeah. of people out there. I'm not going to name names. It's really just um, Photoshop and makeup. Yeah, but Rachel she's is actually not. truly attractive. She's yeah. like on Wonder Woman territory. Yeah, uh, kind of uh, attractive, and she's incredibly intelligent and a legit uh, gun person. Um, yeah, she, I, I, I really know. want to get her on the show because I think she's so nerdy. She's like such a gun nerd. 
Yeah. And such a nerdy and person. And she comes down to the matches, you know, and she's wearing, you know, the green fatigue pants and a T-shirt and, mm-hmm. you know, one of the, the uh, flat top, you know, military hats. Mm-hmm. You know, by the end of the match, we're all dirty and sweaty, and she is too, and she just has a great time. Oh, and, yeah. You know, she she's a- gets all dirty and nasty, and she still looks good. Yes, and she is unlike always, the rest of us that you know <laughs> look like shit when we get there first thing in the morning. <laughs> right. Yeah, and Rachel is always finding. Um, she's always finding animals. She's like a you know she loves animals yeah. and stuff like that. She's always finding some kind of lizard or something like that somewhere. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. You guys will probably see it when I put out some videos, which obviously is going to take a while. I'm trying to find. Um, I'm trying to find footage of it like on Instagram. But I actually, a couple of years ago when I did the um, kind of like the cannonball run thing that I did with Brownells, and I even forgot what we called it at this point. But when I did that, Rachel actually came along for some of that. And we were were in, um, uh, I think it was Alabama. And we, uh, is that where Talladega is? Uh, something like where's that. The, where's the Talladega racetrack? I think it's in Alabama. Anyway, I think so, it's in Alabama. Yeah, we were on Talladega racetrack, and they let everyone that came get with whatever cars they had on the track and go around the track. And I actually oh, had, yeah, I had a Gen Two Audi R8 at the time, and I'm driving around that track at 130 miles an hour, and Rachel was my co-pilot, and we're literally like the car is sideways like this on the embankment. You know, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Go faster!" <laughs> Would you step on it, you old lady? <laughs> you know, and, but they told me they were like, "Hey, if you go faster than a pace car, you're out of here." Yeah, you know. So I didn't want to get kicked out. I'm trying to see if I could find. I don't even know. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't really find it. But yeah, that was that was like a a fun. Um, oh, actually, here we go. Let's see here. Um, this is like before I did it here. Let's see if I could pull this up. So here we go. So there you go. That's me and that's Rachel in there. Um, before we went out on this, you guys can't hear anything that's being said here, but, uh, yeah, yeah, we were just, this is just, just before, I think there was some, there's some driving in here. Let me see. There's some kind of driving. Are we going to see? Come on. There we go. So this is us going on the track, and I know this is probably kind of like small for people looking at it, but that's the pace car in front of me there, and there we go. That's this is from someone else's car of the R8 of us going around the track. I mean, this was such Come a fun, this was such a fun yeah. day. You know, I really had a good time um, doing this, and you hit these embankments. I think this was from. Is this from inside the car? Yeah. Yeah. This is from inside the car and you're just sideways, man. Yeah. When you hit these embankments. Look at this. Here we yeah. So um I have that footage somewhere. I don't know. I could I probably still need to make a video of that and put it out. And that was back in let's, let's see, Talladega Speedway. When was this? I'm trying to see what the timing was when that went up. Twenty eighteen. Jeez. Man. Yeah. That was way back in 2018. Okay, Man Against the Masses said a while back here, he says, I think the Hoff has taken over as the most popular guest on live streams. He says to uh, Flying Rich, Flying Rich, you're out. I saw <laughs> Flying Rich out there. Shout out to Flying Rich. 
Um, you know, he says, you know, I've been pushed out by a bigger Richard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and I've got a lot of the guys that. that are like, oh, you need to start doing live streams. And I just I'm not comfortable by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm much more comfortable having being on somebody else's show where they kind of, you know, mm-hmm. set the tone and, you know, here's kind of what we're going to talk about or, you know, mm-hmm. then I can just go nuts, you know. Yeah. It's always fun to have someone to play off of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I enjoy that as myself. So American Outdoors, Freedom Outdoors says, I just subscribed to BWE Firearms Channel. Appreciate it. And uh, our friend LV Louis Cypher says, where did you go to gunsmithing school? There you go. I went to Pennsylvania gunsmith school okay. back in 85, mm-hmm. 86 mm-hmm. is when I went there when Chief was still alive. Uh, his son, his son Bobby, is running the school now. Okay. Um, so how how long does one have to go to gunsmithing school? What's like? Explain the process. Like, how do you get in? You know, um, how many years is it? You know, basically, you give money and you get in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you know, as long as they got room, I think they start four times a year. Okay. You know, they start a new class, and there's usually six or seven people in a class, you know, and it's, it's not really a class, you know, but it's, uh, I think it was 18 months. 18. Okay. Is, you know, so it's about a year and a half, you know, mm-hmm. um, when I was going through, they just let everybody go at their own pace, but they were trying to get the, accreditation or whatever it is so they could get student lo- so people could get student loans and stuff mm-hmm. um, so basically I was oh I think I was probably 16 months in 17 months in and they said okay you need to hurry up and get everything done get the hell out of here because it has to be 18 months mm-hmm. so they could get the accreditation um but, you know, we all got out. We got our stuff done, you know. Were you already good at working on guns? Were you already working in the gun industry when you went there? Or I was thing? not working in the gun industry at that mm-hmm. point. Um, but I was doing a lot of my own stuff. Okay. You know, stuff for me, stuff for friends, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, and, you know. I did what my parents want. I went to college and I was up in Maine in college for wildlife management. Mm -hmm. And my first, like three quarters of the way through my first year, the state of Maine laid off like 75% of the game wardens, which is what I wanted to do. And it's like, well, I guess I'm not doing this. Um, you know, and made some calls and basically they said, yeah, you're not doing this. Go find something else to do. And growing up, you know, when when all the kids wanted to be a, you know, a cop or a fireman or something, I always wanted to be a gunsmith. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, looking through an American rifleman trying to figure out, OK, you know, wildlife management's out. Now what? And there was an ad for Pennsylvania gunsmith school. So I well, what the hell, if I'm going to be out of work, I might as well be out of work doing something I want, you know, mm-hmm. something I like. 
and uh, called them up, got the information, and left college and went there. So what happened after gunsmithing school? Was it, was it in your opinion, a good thing? Did you like, oh, yeah. you know, learn everything you needed to learn there? I, was the... No. And, okay. you know, like when I talked to Chief, uh, we were, a bunch of us were sitting around talking the one day. And it's like, okay, Chief, we get out of here and, you know, our, our diploma is a master gunsmith. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, he said, yeah, they say that, but it's horse shit. Okay. He said, we teach you the basics. He said, after you leave here and you work in the industry for 20 years, then you can consider yourself a master gunsmith. Um, and that's about right. It gives you a really good base to start with. Okay. So when you, you came know, out, w- when you came out, who did you go work for? Uh, I spent a couple of years just bouncing around the country, um, you know, and I'd basically, you know, pack all my tools and my clothes and my car and drive till the gas money ran out. Mm. And then I'd look around and, you know, find a gun shop or, you know, something else. And, you know, I'm a gunsmith. I'm looking for a job for a while. So you're just like a freaking gunsmith cowboy or some, something. Yeah. And I spent, oh, I don't know, two years just <laughs> bouncing around the country, move like every four to six months. Well, well you just uh, live, did you live out of your car or? No, I, you know, I, you know, mm. find some place to live, you know. Mm-hmm. I lived in horse barns. I lived, I never really lived in my car, not for any more than, you know, a week or so. Mm. You know, I'd find some place to shack up. How, how many state? Oh, some place to shack up. Oh, that yeah. sounds interesting. <laughs> you might want to dig into that. I don't know if the wife necessarily. Can, yeah. you know. <laughs> I um, lived in what states? Let's see. I did uh, Maine, Connecticut. Um, where else did I go? Louisiana. Ohio, Pennsylvania. I think there was a couple other states. Wow. Mixed did in you there did that, you get all you the know. way out to like California or? No, I never went out to California. Uh, Texas was as far as I got. Okay, you and didn't get down was, to Florida or anything. You know, I, no, I didn't get down to Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then I went back to Ohio where I was from, and uh, within six months I think of being back uh, I met my wife and we dated for six months a year and got married and shortly after that uh, we moved to Northern Virginia and I started working at Inner Arms and then about a month after I started she started working at Inner Arms in the office mm-hmm. and we worked there she worked there for about five years and then uh, got pregnant with our daughter and she worked through her pregnancy. And then when our daughter was born, she stopped working. Okay. Um, I was it in our arms nine years from 1990 to 1999. Okay. The, the crazy, they, the crazy days. 
Oh, yeah, the crazy days. And those weren't even the real crazy days. Those were the mild crazy days. What, what were the real crazy days? Oh, there? the real crazy days the were 80s? like the 70s, right. you know, late mm-hmm. 70s, early 80s, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you could still do machine guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when Max were 75 bucks because nobody wanted them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, M16s were cheaper than AR-15s. Because everybody's like, well, I can't afford the ammo. Mm-hmm. Why would I want a full auto? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, Richard Maunder's telling me that I think Rachel did her own uh, live video the other week. Yeah. No, did she? Um, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Grew up shooting uh, Freedom Seeds. Uh, someone, Armin actually says, yes, Talladega is in Alabama. Uh, and still okay. T- uh, DCG forty four says twenty eighteen and still no video slacker. I put out video at the time. I don't know. I don't know what's out there. I can't remember all the videos that we put out and what happened to them. But at some point, I have I shoot so much video when we do things that um, it's gonna be crazy when I kick the bucket, man. There's a lot of footage out there. And a lot of it is out on videos, but you know, not everything is ne- was necessarily relative at the time. So there's a lot of footage from that time that's still out there. So for example, I had cameras, I had multiple cameras stuck all over that car. So there's lots of footage. Like I always tell people that I got lost leaving Iowa. I got lost in all these cornfields and I wound up somewhere close to like uh, freaking Chicago or something like that or St. Louis. When I came out, of it was crazy. I was just driving through cornfields like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is the end. So there's there's footage of all of that craziness uh, going on in there. So uh, let's uh, see. Armament and Access uh, wants to know if I know Van Snyder, who went to Pennsylvania Gunsmith School. And yes, I do know him. Who's Van uh, Snyder? He was, mm-hmm. he was ahead of me in Gunsmith School. By I think he was like halfway through when I started. Mm-hmm. And let's see, he asks, where in Ohio? Uh, I'm originally from the Cleveland area. I'm from the east side. My my wife is from the west side. Okay. There you go. So you guys are like Romeo and Juliet or freaking. Yeah. We just, uh, you know. Yeah. We just happened upon each other and, you know, yeah. been together ever since. Right. Um, Whammy Gunslinger earlier said, I had pancreatic cancer myself back in 2016. Kick its ass, man. I'm rooting for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we're going to kick its ass. Yeah, he's he's spoken about that when he's been here on the show. Uh, let's see. Did you find where... Um, he, LV Louis Cipher says, Did you find where uh, Spilotro, a former Vegas mobster, was buried? Wait, he was nope. buried in Iowa somewhere in the cornfields? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and Night Train says, Rich is either a victim of the 70s or stuck in or the stuck 80s. stuck in the 80s. I think it's both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kiaski says, the sharks and the jets. Yeah, is that, uh, what was it? Was, was it West Side Story? No. What was that story that started out, it was started out as a stage play? And it was like, these guys were from the West Side. It's kind of like a Romeo-Juliet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, uh, damn, that car is rolling. Yeah, so one of the 
neighbors on his damn bike. Yeah, Night Train says Cleveland Cleveland is the mistake by the lake. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm gone. Yeah. Uh, I'll run into access. Uh, yeah, my wife is uh, Strongsville, and her dad actually owned the Sandusky Lighthouse store. Okay. So we used to drive through Norwalk all the time. And that's okay. where my grandmother was from. She was from Norwalk. Yeah. And the end is near beware, says you, you, Richard Hoffman must know uh, Kling, Kling, Klinger from MASH. From MASH. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I wish I knew him because he was from uh, Toledo. Yeah. And then, so let's see, uh, LV Louis Cipher says he was, so he's talking about this mobster. He was buried in Indiana near Chicago in a cornfield after being killed by the Chicago mob for skimming. And the end, uh, who is this? Wait, who's uh, West Side Story? Uh, Kathleen Music Lover says that's West Side Story we're talking about. And American Freedom Outdoors says Mobster was buried in the machine shed underneath some tractors. And everyone is chiming in with West Side Story, West Side Story. Okay, there you go. Yeah, and Armament and Axes has discovered someone. So he says, wow, small world. There you go. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, we we actually thought about moving to Norwalk. We liked it. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay, so now you're going to be on Armament and Access show. Yeah. We'll I don't have know to if get on has, there. I don't know if he has a show. Um, and uh, Michael Avon said, Strongsville, question mark, I grew up in Berea? Berea. Berea? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my wife. My wife tells me stories about slumming in Berea. And Flying Rich says you can't only have one Richard. We are a package deal. I guess I got to take him with me. Yeah, we don't need a sausage fest up in here. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. One Richard right now is enough to deal with. there you go. Um, yeah, so there you go. You've discovered some Ohio people. Armin and yep. Axis knows everyone from Ohio, apparently. <laughs> He's one of those types. I got a friend like that. Yeah. Who yeah. He just knows everybody. It's like, how yeah. do you know these people? Yeah. All right, let's see what else is going on. What have you been, have you been keeping up on anything going on out there? What's, like in the gun world, what gets you, what's gotten your attention? Do you give a crap about the uh, Russian ammo ban or any of that kind of stuff? You care about that? Not really, because it's nothing new. I mean, everybody's acting like it's the end of the world. And oh my God. It's mm-hmm. like, um, there's been Russian bans on ammo tons of times. And they lift it, and then it comes back, and they, you know, go back and forth. It'll eventually open up again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, you know, definitely it's when we uh, change who's in the White House. <laughs> yeah, you know. You know. As soon as we get rid of that yutz, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, we'll be, you know. Well, if we get rid of him and get a decent person in there. You know, I don't know. That's hard to do these days, man. It's hard to do. Yeah. You know, it's just we, we a lot of politicians on both sides just really suck. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, you know, people keep you know. Oh, the Republicans are so great. They suck just as bad as the Democrats. Do. Yeah, I'm with you on that. 
You know, if yeah. I say anything about Democrats, there's people who jump all over me. Um, I say bad shit about Republicans too. Uh, you know, yeah. I say bad shit about Trump. Yeah, there's stuff that Trump did that I'm not happy with. Yeah, and there's by some the big way, stuff I, he did that I don't like. Yeah, and I'm not one. Of, I don't know about you, but I'm not one of those people that wants to see Trump come back. I don't. You had your time. You're president. Move on. Yeah, I was. Yeah. When Trump got in, I was hoping he was going to burn D.C. to the ground. Mm-hmm. And I mean literally burn it to the ground. Yeah, burn the swamp. Yep. Yeah. And what was he, it? Drain the swamp. Just, drain the swamp. Yeah, yeah. drain the swamp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just didn't. Um, I think that the real, like one of the big things I think that happened with the Trump administration is is nepotism um i just mm-hmm. believe that he had too many people uh, like in there that um weren't telling him when he was going in the wrong direction and then all yeah. those people were infighting and yeah. backstabbing each other and selling him out you know there were and, just a lot and, of things leaking out so and dc is a whole different world mm-hmm you know, living in Northern Virginia, we heard all that stuff. We knew what it was like because we were so close. We were in Old Town Alexandria, which is just across the river from D.C. Mm-hmm. And it's like a completely different world there. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the shit that goes on there that nobody in the country ever hears about. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think he got, you know, I think he was, you know, from New York and, you know, was like most people, you know, oh, he's a big shot, but he really didn't know how bad D.C. was until he got there. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think in a lot of ways he was in over his head. Yeah. Um, and so and the thing is, is that the, that most Republicans in there don't have a reason to change the way no. the things are either. So it, it just got caught up in all of that, which, you know, I, I'm not trying to some of that is. You know, some of that blame falls at his feet, but um, some of it is just the overall game of politics that we're playing yeah. nowadays. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, there were a lot of Republicans, first of all, that weren't happy that he even won the nomination. Right. Um, you know, so uh, John Kerry's still out there bitching and moaning, man, mm-hmm. and backstabbing and all that kind of stuff. He's like one of the most disgusting people. John oh, Kerry, oh man, I, I just can't believe it. And there was he a time where I actually voted for that for that idiot. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so uh, so let's see here. The end is near. Beware says sounded like Hank never heard of Mash before. He needs some Korean War humor in his life. I've heard of Mash in the '80s when I was growing up. Mash was one of those TV shows that was on repeat, but I didn't get it. No, I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I went to I went to boarding school, uh, what tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grade, and uh, every evening, Mash was on, mm-hmm. and we'd all run to the TV, and everybody in the school practically watched Mash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it was so big. I was in in boarding school when they did uh, the final episode of Mash. Mm-hmm. And they canceled the evening study hall. They said, we're not having (laughs) the final episode of MASH is Mm -hmm. on. That's more important. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, I'm not sure. Tr- like, I realize what an important show it is for a lot of people, but it just seemed a little bit out of the generation for me. I preferred A-Team. I'm an A-Team guy. You know, I just didn't get the humor. I felt like I didn't get the humor in MASH most of the time. Mm-hmm. Some of it I got. But yeah, I didn't get I've, the humor most a lot I love of the time. MASH. God, this thing is messing up again. Okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, no, hold on. Let me see. I'll just put it on you here for a while. Let's see. Uh, lock it. Let's see if that works. Yeah, the the autofocus on this thing is always tripping. Um, yeah, uh, LV Louis Cipher says MASH is a classic. Yeah. You know, um, you know, so here's my shows and everyone could say their shows, but I liked a team. I liked Remington steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. What were other, some other good shows at the time? Um, moonlighting was good. I don't know if you remember moonlighting or not. I remember moonlighting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, MacGyver. Yeah. Uh, Kiaski says uh, A Team was solid. Also, MacGyver, MacGyver. Um, I like so I'm from that. Like uh, Mash was kind of like on repeat in my time. Same thing with the yeah. like I saw the Honeymooners, but the Honeymooners has been on repeat forever. Oh yeah. In New York City, the Honeymooners was the last thing that they showed before they um, played the Shut anthem. The and show, down. Yeah, and show yeah, yeah they showed the flag and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I, I always stayed Jackie. up late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I met Jackie Gleason when I was a kid. How was he? He was nice. I mean, uh, we were down at this place down in Florida, this resort down in Florida for spring break. And it was my three cousins, my sister and I were, you know, running around terrorizing the place. And we went by the front lobby and there's Jackie Gleason sitting there. And it's like, man, that's Jackie Gleason. Mm. And everybody's Did, was like, he we just need like to get in his, the movies? Yeah. It's okay. like, we need to get his uh, signature. And so we went and, you know, bought some little notebooks or something to get his signature on. Mm-hmm. And we're all standing there at the glass, you know, looking in. Well, who's going to go talk to him? Mm-hmm. And I got elected, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, more like I got pushed in, mm-hmm. you know, the. My my sister opened the door and my cousin pushed me in. Go mm-hmm. ask him. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, went up to him and I said, you know, Mr. Gleason, I, you know, you know, I've seen you and, you know, I know who you are and I love your acting. And, you know, I'd love to get your signature. And I was, I don't know, nine years old or something. OK. And he's like, oh, sure, I'll give you my signature. And he signs and he's like, there you go. You know, you have a nice day. And I looked down. And I said, um. Can I get five more of those? <laughs> and he's like, get out of here. Five more of my signatures. What are you going to sell them? Mm-hmm. And I said, no, my sister and my cousins. And I, you know, pointed over to the the glass and they're all like this, you know, on the smoke glass looking in. Mm-hmm. And he just starts cracking up. And he's like, so you got elected to come in and talk to me. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll give you the signatures. And he mm-hmm. signed it five more times. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's cool. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was, uh, you know, he was an icon, man. Uh, yep. Brass Catcher said Dukes of Hazard. That was one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Daisy Dukes, man. I used to look at that show just for Daisy Ooh, Dukes. man. You know? Wicked, yeah. wicked thoughts. Yeah, man. That's like the first... Uh, that was my first inkling of what a southern girl 
is, you know. <laughs> Seriously. Um and you know, you know, there's some there's some real there's some there's some hot southern chicks out there. Uh oh, John yeah. John Voorhees says uh Ohio person here. There you go. Um let's see, uh what is this? Uh Rat Patrol, that's a good Rat one. Rat Patrol. I don't even know what that is. Uh DC that's, uh that is uh World War Two in uh Africa. Mm-hmm. You know, fighting out in the deserts in Africa and stuff. Oh, that was okay, a good okay. show. That was like late fifties, early sixties. It was black and white. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Kiaski says, "Who's the boss?" The Cosby Show before we knew about the alleged drugging, etc. Um, and and Armin and Axis says, "One of these days, Alice, to the moon." Yeah, to the moon. I liked. Uh, what was the name of the guy that came in? in the was it Norm? Like the guy um, from upstairs? What was the name of the guy from upstairs? Was it Norm? Oh, my God. It wasn't and he, Norm. And he always came in, and, and so, like, so Jackie Gleason would ask him, he's like, oh, give me this thing. And he's like, makes the whole thing, you know, yeah. does, does all of this, <laughs> you know, and spins around and does all of this. And he's just looking at him like, oh, I'm going to smile smack yeah, you. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was classic. That was classic comedy. Uh, yeah, that, that was good. Yeah. Um, let's see this. Uh, hold on. What is this? Someone someone said, quick, uh, Brian Quick says, girls at the gym wear shorter shorts now than D- uh, Daisy did in the 80s. Truth? Yeah. Truth. There's less true. to the imagination, man. Uh, those yoga pants. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. yeah. I, I still like stuff being left to the imagination. Yeah. Ralph Cramden. That's what it was. Wait, so, no, no, no. So, Jackie Gleason played Ralph Cramden, didn't he? Yeah, was he Ralph was Cramden? Ralph Cramden. Yeah, so what's the name? Ed Norton. There's someone just Ed said Norton. it. Ed Norton, that's what it Norton. was. Yeah, Ed Norton. Yeah. His thing was so funny. Sometimes Oh, he was I feel, hysterical. Sometimes, I mean, I used to watch Ricky and Lucy, too, but sometimes I feel like that when... So, so let's say something happens to Lola in her day, and I'm like, okay, Lola, you know, how'd your day go? Lola starts telling me like an epic story, <laughs> right? She'll start from, yeah. okay, so I got up this morning and then I got in the car and then I drove down to this place and then I got into work and, I, and I'm like, uh, you know, it's, it, and it reminds me, it reminds me of Ed Norton because she's telling me all these things and I'm, and I start getting frustrated, you know, I'm like, yeah. you, where's the punchline? What happened here? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But that just always, um, you know, uh, that just that that when they did that stuff, it just cracked me up, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, LB Louis Cipher said, "Lucy, you got some explaining to do." Um, yeah. Yeah. Brick says, "Yoga pants, a gift and a curse." I know how we get women to stop wearing yoga pants. All the dudes out there should start wearing yoga pants too. That's it. That's how we stop. That's that's a scary thought. Yeah, dudes need to start wearing. I mean, wearing yoga, yoga pants, pants are scary enough. Yeah, with I the think women if we wearing them. if we started wearing them, the old dudes, the young dudes, if we started wearing the big dudes, the skinny dudes, they'll stop. They'll stop. Yeah. If we start wearing yoga pants, they will stop. 
Yeah. They'll see what uh, we yeah. see. They're like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't, no we don't actually no. need to see this. <laughs> <laughs> and trust me, I know from experience, those yoga pants are not exactly strong. Mm-mm. You know, uh, Kiaski says, no bad idea. <laughs> uh, and uh, Brick says, uh, hell no, Hank. <laughs> uh, uh, and LV Louis Cypher says, very scary if yoga pants on me with my kegger abs. Um, and Kiaski says, some chicks look good in yoga pants. No men look good in yoga pants. Yeah, the key word there is some chicks look good. Yeah, well. It's a lot more yoga pants wearing chicks that don't look good. Yeah. And the technology has brought on a lot of spoofery. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things to fake what's really in there. You know, um, I, I can't remember the name of this movie, but it's one of the, um, it's like one of these, uh, was it I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, I think? I don't know if you ever saw mm-hmm. that movie, but yeah. in, in that movie, I think it was I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, there's a scene where the guy, he meets this like real beautiful chick, right? And then they go back to her place, and then she starts taking off her wig and her fake boobies and a fake leg, and I, you know, like all the stuff is coming, it's, a compl- it's like, it looks like a crack whore. Yeah. But, you know, in the beginning, like at the club or wherever he met her, it was this beautiful chick, you know? So... <laughs> uh there you go. Michael Avon says there was a there was a line in Stargate I still use on the wife. Trouble me no further, woman. <laughs> from, uh, you know, I didn't look at all of Stargate, by the way. So there you go. And Boss Hog wants to know, how do you know, Hank? Um, I have seen some uh, yoga pants accidents that I'm actually not even allowed to. Uh, I'm not even allowed to share, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So Brick says that scene, yeah, that like, you know, there's a lot of that going on nowadays when you don't even know who you're dealing with. It's just too yeah. much fake stuff. There's first of all mysteries taken away, but then mm-hmm. in a lot of cases you're not even getting. There's all kinds of spandex and things like that. So you think you're getting one uh, creature, and that creature morphs into into something else. Yeah, you know, no man, that should be you, you, you should just be hope able to they don't pee standing up. Oh Lord. some women are actually pretty good um at peeing standing up don't ask me how (laughs) yeah Uh, none of the women i want to be anywhere around yeah 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 brick says she is goddess at the club and goddamn in the morning (laughs) chew your arm off so you don't have to wake her up when you leave yeah Oh man. Okay. All right. So let's see. Um, what else? I don't know if there was any other questions, but we can get into some other. Uh, we can get into some other stuff here. What have you been working on lately? Other than uh, I know you got Max thing going. You got any other? Yeah. Yeah. Here's. We can't actually show. On. Let's see. Make sure we can show whatever. Yeah, we can show that. You three D printing some. So what? So what is this? <laughs> Sling swivels for Uzi. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I've been working on. Can we see those close up? Yeah. Okay, so that somehow there's a thing on the Uzi that pumps pops into. 
Yep. Yeah. Huh. Trying right. to get it to focus. So it's not like a QD point on the Uzi. It's something that... No, uh, it's it's the old style sling swivel. Okay. And I got to make the loops for those, you know, that oblong loop for it. Mm-hmm. They'll go on there. And uh, that's my next step. And then those are done. Thank God. Oh, okay. How about... So about how long does that usually take you to do? I've been... I've been working on those for about week and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, you know, you know, because cancer slows me up a little bit, and you know, plus I got to do, you know, you know, I get up in the morning and start doing emails and social media and all that stuff, and it's you know ten, eleven o'clock before I get out into the shop. Mm-hmm. You know, and then start doing that, and you know, take a break for lunch, take a little nap, and then go back in the shop. And you know, I'm not getting nearly as many work hours in the shop as I'd like, but you know, there's so much other stuff that I got to do just running the business, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, packing orders and you know, all that stuff. Plus, once I get these done. Uh, we've got a ton of orders that are waiting for these. Okay. So then we can pack all those orders and, mm -hmm. you know, then move on to the next, uh, the next project I got to do. Yeah. It's um, like feeding the monsters never over, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've just, orders have been so much, you know, that I'm so far behind in, in making parts. You know, I'm finally, finally starting to catch up. I think I've got two more parts that I've got to mm -hmm. make for the Uzi. Okay. Um, and then all the stuff I make from scratch will be done for the Uzi. Um, mm -hmm. You know, then I can, then I'm going to try to work on gunsmithing for a little while. And then I'll start on the uh, 76 parts and get those things you know, try to get those things knocked out. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I think we got a couple. We got a couple questions. Um, LV Louis Cipher says, "What advice would Rich give to someone who's considering going into gunsmithing? Gunsmithing, or advice to a kid or a grown up or whoever it is out there that wants uh, to get in? You know, one. You know, unless you've got a machining background." Um, and a woodworking background, go to one of the gunsmith schools. You know, one of the good ones, you know, that you actually go to, Pennsylvania. I think there's two in Colorado that are good. That Those are the top three. Um, okay, so online you stuff you're not a fan of? Not at all. Okay. They don't, they don't really teach you. They teach you how to replace parts. Okay. You know, and like in gunsmith school, um, we spent uh, almost six months in stock making mm -hmm. where we, you know, we had to make two stocks from a blank by hand, no machine tools whatsoever. So it was all chisels and files and whatnot. Um, we learned all the stock dimensions. When when you say when you say make a stock, are you talking about a wooden stock? 
Yes, a wooden stock. Okay. Um, so from a blank you know, piece of wood. Just a big, big blank piece of wood. Okay. Wow. Okay. And carve it all out, shape it, and you know, fit everything. Um, when I was at Inner Arms, the company engineer was working on a blueprint for the Rossi lever action rifles, the 92 SRCs. And they had decided they were going to make a rifle length, you know, one of the long barrel uh, lever actions. Mm -hmm. And he's working on the stock layout. And I looked at him and I said, you know, okay, are you setting that up for iron sights or are you setting up that up for a scope? And he kind of looked at me, and this is a guy who's been an engineer in the gun industry. He used to work for Ruger, and then he came to Inner Arms, and they eventually went back to Ruger. And he's like, well, what do you mean? And I said, there's different dimensions for a scope than there is for iron sights. There is? <laughs> yes. I'm with him. I wouldn't even, yeah, okay. And I went, you know, I said, wait till tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So what and is I it? You need in, like a higher, like you need a different yeah, elevation of you your have, cheek weld. When you stuff. put a scope okay. on a gun, mm -hmm. you're actually, your head is up higher off this, you know, off the bore. Mm -hmm. Your eye is higher off the bore than with iron sights. Okay. So your, uh, you know, where your cheek goes is higher up. Mm -hmm. And I went and, you know, got my notes from gunsmith school and brought them in and the drawings. And I'm like, here you go. And he's like, where the hell did you get these? It's like gunsmith school. Doesn't everybody know this stuff? Mm -hmm. um, and there's just, you know, we really learned what stock dimension have to be, um, you know, how to fit stocks and. 95% of the people have no clue, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and it's, it's, it's stuff that I've used over and over and over again, you know, it, it's so the thing that always comes to mind, and I know you and I've had this conversation uh, privately is it would you really need like an apprentice or something like that someone that you pass it on to i know you're talking about your son yeah and i know we're not in a world where it's easy to get an apprentice to come in and work and learn the trade so to speak but yeah i mean when we had that that was just an easier way to pass on all these skills it, it right? was a much better way to do it and mm -hmm. you know the the government has killed and society has killed that whole, you know, this is how you learn a trade. And I don't understand it. You know, they all want you to pay for college. College is shit. They don't teach you anything. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I went back to college when we were in inner arms. Both my wife and I went back to college and got our degrees. Okay. What degrees, what degrees do you uh, have? She got a degree in accounting, uh, uh, bachelor's degree in accounting and I got a bachelor's degree in business. Okay. And the bachelor's degree in business is an absolute freaking joke. They don't teach you how to run a business. They don't teach you anything useful. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, you know, there, there was a Rodney Dangerfield movie where he, his son is in college and he goes back to college. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. 
and he's sitting there talking to the the business person and the business person oh well, we're going to make widgets well what's a widget what's it used for we need to know this stuff so we can figure out prices oh you don't need to know that yeah you do mm-hmm. you know who are you going to pay off for this well real business people don't do that yeah they pay off people mm-hmm. <laughs> you know right um, yeah yeah, you want anything done, you pay off people. Mm-hmm. Um, and anybody who says you don't is a freaking liar. Uh, In one form or, or the, they don't or have another. a business. I mean, yeah, uh, the name the name could be something else, but uh, yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, you know, I'd love to see it go back to you know apprenticeships. You know, because that's one of the best ways to learn it. And that's basically what gunsmith school was. It was just an apprenticeship, you know, Mm -hmm. like most trade schools, you know. Mm -hmm. And we need to get back to trade schools and apprenticeships, you know. So what would you say? Because I know I think I know a few people who are going to the, um, you know, they're going to these online schools and getting something. uh, If they come out of that and they really want to be a gunsmith. What's the next path then if they haven't learned all these things that you learned from going to a traditional hands-on gun school? How, how do they do that? You know, really the only way to do it is get the old uh, gunsmithing books um, by uh, which one it was, How Did a Gunsmithing Book. And these were all books that were written in the 40s, 50s you know, Mm -hmm. early 60s, you know, they don't have pictures in them. They're not picture books. You know, they go through and teach you how to do it. Um, There's a really good stock making book that has everything you need to know about Mm -hmm. stock making. And I can't remember who did it. Um, Okay. I believe Brownells has it. Um, Okay. Do you have some of these books? Like this would be a great video for you to do one day. Just yeah, like I have show a bunch of books, you know, you know people I might be able to get those. Books. Yeah. You know, half of them are falling apart, you know, but I still use them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because that's when they wrote to teach people and not, you know. Now, so many of these books, you know, all the NRA books that they come out, they're they're coffee table books. They're, oh, look at the pretty pictures. You know, mm-hmm. I don't give a crap about the pretty pictures. I want to know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> give me pictures when I have to have pictures. Mm-hmm. Don't put them in there because they look good. Right. Um, you know, the other thing I'd say, you know, if you go to one of the online schools, go to the local uh, community colleges mm-hmm. and take uh, machining classes, welding classes. You know, because they just don't teach it. That's not stuff you can learn online. It's got to be hands-on. Okay. Um, yeah, ultimately, um, you have to get out there and do these things. And, and probably what you'll find out is if you are if you haven't really um, gotten the hands-on part of it, you're going to have to learn it from somewhere. And the question right. is whether or not guys like Richard will actually be able to pass those things on to you or not. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not a great stock maker. I'm okay. Um, But 
the knowledge about guns that I learned from how to build a proper stock, you know, has, you know, I've used it time and time and time again. Okay. Let's get to this because I see we've got some more questions coming in. Kiaski says, does Richard make welding jigs or alignment rods for Uzis? I don't, you know, I don't make them. Well, I make them for myself, but I don't make them for sale. Um, Mm. You know, a lot of times I don't really use jigs for welding them up. Uh, I've got blocks for this and that and the other thing. But, you know, I don't make welding jigs like you see the welding jigs out there online. Mm-hmm. And most of those are not made right. Okay. You know, they don't, th- you know, th- you go to weld with those and they mm-hmm. just warp and everything else. Okay. Are those expensive? Um, I think the welding jigs that they sell are a couple hundred bucks, you know. Okay. okay. You know, that's the, that's the kind of stuff that you should be doing on your own. If you want to learn how to weld up an Uzi, you should be making the jigs on your own. Okay. Um, you know, because right. you'll learn so much more. Okay. The end is near. Beware says, how many Uzis are actually out there? Because I was too young to buy full autos as being born in 77. Always wondered how many of them are out in the wild and um, and people who want to change from factory. So I think that's a couple of different questions. How many Uzis? Yeah. And then there's probably different kinds of Uzis. But how many Uzis yeah. do you think are out there? Um, the problem is ATF won't share, they won't break down the NFA registry into there's this many Uzis and this many Max and this many this and this. We don't know how, we don't know what the hell these are. Um, I think there's... I mean, if we're talking about what five thousand, seven thousand Uzis in the registry, you in, know, just in the registry, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, semi-autos, probably about the same. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not there's not tons and tons of Uzis out there. Well, there's you know, at least not in this country. Hmm. Yeah, there's um, I, I obviously there's a ton of illegal stuff out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a lot of illegal stuff out there. There's a yeah. there's an illegal bolt on gun broker right now. Somebody emailed me, one of the uh, 0702 manufacturers mm-hmm. emailed me. Hey, what do you think about this bolt? <laughs> um, it's an illegal machine gun. You know, it's a mini bolt and they they cut the feet off the front of it. Mm-hmm. And the feet is what makes it a submachine gun bolt. When you cut the feet off, it'll fit in a semi-auto and you can shoot it full auto in a semi-auto. Makes it an illegal machine gun. Mm-hmm. It's like, stay the hell away from it. You know, why did you even email me? I don't even want to... <laughs> you yeah. know what? Yeah, you I don't, don't want any. I'm pissed off. I went. I I clicked the link to the gun broker ad for it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> um. 
uh, Kiaski says probably ATF trap. So how many different forms of Uzis are there? Can you just run us down through that? Like what, how many different variations? There is the uh, the Uzi pistol, which is also the micro Uzi. That's the you know the little block that came out in the eighties. Is that the one that just is like zip, that I like? Yeah, that that's oh, the okay. one in the videos that we shot. That's yeah. just like <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, you it's know, like a buzz. They're great for clearing phone booths. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Then there is the next size up is the mini Uzi, and then the next size up is the full size Uzi, and the full size Uzi. There's the Model A and Model B. And basically, the only difference is the sights on it. Model B has nicer sights. Okay. Um, have you ever thought up of some improvements that could be done to the Uzi? Like, what's the evolution of an Uzi? It's been around for a while now, right? I mean, yeah. The problem is, it's such a good gun. There's not really a whole lot you can do with it. Okay. And it it doesn't lend itself well, like the the. Uh, you know, the AR-15, the 1911, uh, even the Smith & Wesson 76, they lend themselves well to be customized. Mm-hmm. Uzis don't. You know, it's kind of like, here, it's an Uzi. That's it. It's an Uzi. If you don't want an Uzi, don't buy an Uzi. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so and I've, I do uh, – top covers that either have a rail or have a dedicated red dot mount, whether it's a Burris fast fire or an RMR. So you can put optics on it, you know. Um, but besides that, there's not a whole lot you can do with them. Yeah, that's kind of like what you do with the MP5. Um, so yeah. I already know the answer to this. What's better, MP5 or Uzi? Uzi. Every day. Why? Uh, one, it's a much simpler system. You know, one with the MP5, it's typical German engineering. Uh, why use five parts when you can use 15? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the damn Krauts will overcomplicate over an anvil, um, and they love to do it. Um, and the, the Uzi is just a tank. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, it'll just run and run and run and run. Right. Okay. Uh, let's see. So LV Louis Cyphers wants to know if you have worked on firearms used in movies or has met movie armorers such as Thel Reed. Um, and I believe Thel Reed does a lot of cowboy action stuff because I know yeah. he's the one that gets the uh, like uh, Sam Andrews deals with him a lot for getting the cowboy holsters. So, yeah. Yeah. Have you met done, done any movie work? I have not done any movie work. Um, I'm trying to think if uh, I might have worked on some stuff for movies when I was at Inner Arms, but I'm not sure. Uh, I was in a French film. Uh, some French movie company came over to Inner Arms and they wanted to film somebody stripping a Walther PPK. So I supposedly i'm in some movie or yeah, something what is that movie so you should have you should I be have on imdb no idea <laughs> um, yeah. but other than that no you know i've i've met some people along the way that you know did movie stuff mm-hmm. um but you know we're so far away from the movies you know you got to be in california really 
I think there's a lot of stuff going on in Georgia now these days. What's the yeah, most I famous? Georgia is. What's the most famous Uzi out there? Is it a movie gun? Is it something that was used like infamously? Or what's the what's what are some famous Uzis that are out there? Like for a Uzi collector, this would be the holy grail. Uh, I knew I'd stump you eventually. Probably it's transferable IMI Uzis. And there's not many of them mm -hmm. that were made by IMI. Most of them were made by uh, either Vector or Group Industries that are in this country. Or yeah. they were semi-auto Uzis that were converted to full autos. There's, there's a bunch of uh, pre-sample IMI Uzis, but mm -hmm. not a lot of transferable ones. Oh, okay. Because they were stopped from importation to be transferable in 1968. Mm. So there's not a whole lot of, there's a couple of them and they're, you know, they come up for sale and they're, you know, I think the last one, I keep thinking it was like 300 grand or something for it mm. or 100 grand. It was something you know, insane for it. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I, I met a guy once who said he has like a, a Uzi from um, uh, Chuck Norris or something like that. Yeah, um, those are probably those micro Uzis he used are probably, you know, somebody probably, you know, ooh, you know, I never really cared. It's like, oh, this was in this movie. So what? Yeah. Um, and if so this is the real person. If this is the real person, some guy named Van Schneider says, damn, dude, you got old. Remember me? <laughs> yeah. I so, want to see a picture of you, too. Yeah. I don't <laughs> hey, know if Van, man. How you been doing? Yeah. Is that the real Van Schneider? We need Probably. proof. We know, we Sounds need proof. like him. Yeah. We need, to, uh, we need to see some proof of that, but uh, someone dug him up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone dug him yeah, up. I don't know if he has any my questions. Website, my, my contact information is all there. BWEfirearms.com. You can get my email and my phone number and whatnot. Give me, yeah. Drop me a line. Yeah, absolutely. You guys uh, can have a little reunion. Yep. Uh, yeah, that Secret Service agent uh, when uh, Reagan got shot. Mm. That's probably a famous Uzi. Oh, crap. Yeah. Because he pulled it out of that. He says, yes, it is. He says he's good. And yes, it is. It is Van yep. Schneider out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, maybe if I don't know if Van Schneider is up for it, but maybe we'll get you and him one day on a on a podcast here. Yeah. He says he, he says he's going to look you up. So there you Sounds go. Sounds good. Yeah, we made a nice little reunion. Yeah. I wonder whatever happened to that Uzi that that uh, Secret Service it's agent had. Probably in the Secret Service armory. Yeah, yeah. It's. I'm sure it's. Uh, this this Uzi was used to defend a president. <laughs> you know. Um, all right. Listen, we're probably going to start wrapping it up. I do. I don't know if you guys know Paul Glasgow. So I want to do this. I forgot to uh, talk about it yesterday because he is an author, um, and he has legally armed America. So if you know here, I'm going to show you the. Here, let me show you guys the back of this book here 
and Paul Glasgow does makes a lot of videos probably a lot of you guys know who he is so he's on the back there if I can I don't know if I can get this to like uh, focus so anyway his new book from, uh, from Paul Glasgow Legally Armed America is called how to make a monster and why no one cares gun free it's talking about gun free uh, zones it says a sensible look at rampage killers and that's let's see if we can get that to focus in come on of course come not. on do it you come on seriously <laughs> focus okay it did it for it did it for a second before let's see if we can get it to do it again oh no there we go okay this is this is the best you're gonna get at it uh let me see i can actually make it focus hold on i'll make it focus on the book there we go boom there we how go. to make a monster and why no one cares so that book is out i haven't had a chance to read it yet i will actually read through that and uh maybe we'll get uh we'll get paul here on the show and we'll be able to talk to him about the book um and if there's other folks out there that have books in the realm of the 2a i'll be happy to um have those folks come on here as well and talk about their book and stuff like that so um so let's do this uh hold on notice this what's van saying here he says i've recently been talking to will miller do you know who okay. that is? Yeah. Man, it's like an old folks reunion here now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Boy, those were the good old days, too. <laughs> yeah, I would actually, I like to hear the old gun dudes sit around and talk. I'm like, man, these bastards. Man. <laughs> you want to talk about parties. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, Night Train says, I also remember the proliferation of Uzis used in the movie Wild Geese. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Um, so I remember you go. that movie. Yeah. All right. So yeah, yeah. Listen, let's do this right as we're wrapping up here. Tell the folks out there how they can communicate with you, how they could support you, where you know where they could find you, etc. You can, can just send me cash. You know, yeah. addresses on the website. I accept cash. Um, yeah, I'm on most of the so social medias. It's you will just dance a for money. You will dance for uh, money. Yeah, you, will dance for money. Uh huh. Um, I'm on most of the social medias, uh, and it's just of whatever variation they made me use a BWE firearms. You put BWE firearms as a search in any of them, and I'll come up. Uh, you can go to my website at BWE firearms. Uh, that's got my, if you look hard enough, you can find my address, but it's got my email and you can contact me there. Uh, give, usually give me a couple of days. I will answer. Uh, Unless I hate you, and then I won't. <laughs> um. <laughs> Which could changes from day to day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, my question to Van was, uh, Rich, as crazy as this, as curmudgeon-y as this back in the days? Not as curmudgeon but as crazy, yeah. Oh, okay, good. Okay, I so was probably crazy. Well, I don't know if I was crazier. No? Because, you know, back then, it's, you know, I had the, I'm going to live forever attitude. Yeah. You know. Now yeah. it's like, well, I'm going to be dead soon anyway, so what the hell? Yeah, know? but also when you're surrounded by a bunch of crazy dudes, you look normal. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, you know. So, uh, I've noticed that always works. Uh, so what we'll do, you know, we will have Rich come back on here and, you know, oh, maybe... Yeah. Yeah, maybe we'll do that reunion. We'll get that popping. I, I really do enjoy everyone watching us here, hanging out with us. We're going to be back tomorrow. What I'm going to do is run in the end of, of the show here, and I'm going to come back. And Richard Hoffman of BWE Firearms Parts and Accessories, 
that's the name and if you if you google that you will find him um he's gonna leave us with some words of wisdom i'm gonna run in the end right now big thanks to everyone out there big thanks to you rich for taking uh, the time to come in here as well as all the folks that asked questions commented shared all that kind of good stuff let's run the end in all right guys um i hope you guys enjoyed this uh listening and watching as well if you're coming in here late to watch this leave comments and stuff like that if you're listening on itunes or any other um audio podcast services out there please drop us a line and let us know uh we're on instagram as wmmf podcast where we're um also on facebook um and a lot of other social media hit us up anytime you know uh we really appreciate that richard Hoffman now Richard the Hoff Hoffman apparently uh so Dave David Hasselhoff is going to be looking for you You, yeah yeah you (laughs) just expect lawsuits coming in here what words of wisdom do you have for the folks out there as we go wow words of wisdom uh don't go on to OnlyFans (laughs) <laughs> i don't know that's i don't know if that's you might be right you might be wrong yeah. <laughs> you know that might be good advice whatever, might be bad advice know, whatever you do do it right yeah. you know do the best job you can okay does that apply to only fans uh yeah there you go boom all right we're out of here big thanks to richard of bwe firearms uh we're out we'll see you guys peace See ya.